the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to the 50th episode of Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, Jorma Kirko, and him, Ray Mack, the 50th. Sponsored by James Joyce Irish Pub, Central Istanbul, and we're also on Grow Radio UK every Friday and Wednesday night, folks. Uh, today's the 6th of December when we're recording, and we have got a show that's as crammed as a Dutch kid's shoe on the morning of this St. Nicholas Day. Yeah, St. Nicholas Day. You're going to tell us all about that. <laughs> but uh, I'm just like, you know, 50 episodes, a, a half a century, Jimster. I know, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. They said, they said we wouldn't do it. They said we'd quit after four episodes, but... No, no, it's still going on 50 episodes later and all set for going into the new year as well with our new name, aren't we? Exactly, but Jimmy, seriously, nothing to be sniffed at. Uh, which started off as a monthly podcast and uh, ended up to be a weekly one. Mm-hmm. Seriously, Jimmy, starting up uh, a podcast is not easy, pal. It takes a lot of uh, perseverance and a whole lot of other things. But I'll tell you one thing. A lot of time, love and tenderness, as your great hero Michael Bolton used to sing. A lot of podcasters, Jimmy, they also close shop or completely lose back in interest, and they couldn't be arsed to continue. Mm-hmm. Good good skills, Yorma and uh, Raimondo. Yeah, we've done a good job. We've done a good job. We just... It is the festive month, and, you know, it starts in some countries on the first weekend of Advent, and on the first Sunday of Advent, and... Um, you know, it's different here, Ray, isn't it? Because although you see Christmas trees and things like that, it's a New Year tree, and it's not really the same, is it? Even though the decorations look the same. But um, when I, when I was in Greece a few weeks ago, I went into uh, Lidl and uh, bought a few Santa Claus goodies and things like that, and brought them back for the wife. And uh, when she woke up this morning, she had them in her shoe, just like uh, the kids in, in Germany. Well, she's not a kid. <laughs> but that, that's what you do in Germany on the, on what they call Nikolaus and St. Nicholas's Day. The kids wake up and their shoes are filled with, with chocolates and sweets and, and goodies like that. And I bet you're going to tell us where uh, St. Nicholas came from, right, aren't you? Yeah, well, St. Nicholas, Jimmy... Uh, better known worldwide as Santa Claus, he was born in the ancient city of Hatara, P-A-T-A-R-A, on the Mediterranean coast around 300 AD. Uh, a rich wheat merchant had a son and named him Nicholas from Turkey. Okay, yeah, he was from Turkey, but he was actually a Greek, wasn't he? Because there were no Turks at that point. Well, seriously. The Turks didn't arrive here until the... 11th century so it was everyone was Greek before that and various other things but yeah 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 before you go more deep into that I think around six or seven years ago Jimmy I'm not too sure me uh, uh, a boss lady and the uh, little red we went to that lovely little town of Patara mm-hmm. and actually bar that I mean it's a place you should really go a very colourful little town and of course that's where he was born Mm-hmm. But also, 18 kilometers, that's right, 18 kilometers, Patara, the longest beach in all of Turkey, Jimmy. Is it? And actually, with a minimal development, you will easily find a lovely little spot to enjoy it in private. 
Oh, right, okay. What, what to visit, Jimmy? What to visit? And seriously, you know, Santa Claus born there. So it was a nice surprise for uh, Little Red. Well, yeah, good. I mean, but you say Santa Claus was born there, but Santa Claus was actually only invented. I found this out today. I did a bit of doodling. Uh, yeah. So, yes, Santa Claus was only actually invented in the 19th century. I mean, it, you know, it depends. They, they have various versions of Santa Claus everywhere. I mean, it, it, in Germany, they call him the Weihnachtsmann, the Christmas man. But I, what I didn't realize was that the, uh, the, the character of Santa Claus as we know it, or this man who gives us uh, presents at Christmas, is actually mix, a mixture of three different people. And one of them is St. Nicholas, who was a pretty good guy by all accounts and used to give lots of goodies to uh, to poor people. I believe he used to help out prostitutes as well. Um, I, they weren't helping him out. At least that's not what I believe. But yeah, it was kind of a mixture of that. The uh, English Father Christmas, um, which I was interested to read him because I, di- I didn't know <clears throat> any, um, anything about father christmas and the origin of it and apparently that was in the uh, the late middle ages that the spirit of christmas was named uh, in english folklore was given a character so it was personified as father christmas and you know you talked about father christmas as if it was just the christmas cheer and all that so they mixed um saint nicholas they mixed father christmas and they make mixed the uh, the dutch sinterklaas um who you know, as a guy who also has a big beard and dresses in red and probably is also based on St. Nicholas as well. So the, the modern Santa is actually a mixture of three different legends from three different places. Oh, first time ever. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did, I did get that from your favourite website, right? Uh, <laughs> Shakers. Uh, good old Jimmy Wales. <laughs> you can't see both. Both of us at the moment. But I'm just looking. I'm just looking over at Jimmy, and he's got a seriously, he's got a serious squint. Yeah, I have. Do you want to tell us about that squint? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nothing, nothing to do with Santa Claus, Santa Claus, or Father Christmas. I tell you, um, uh, uh, we, we've just started getting a cleaner, and it's one of those things that the day that the cleaner comes. Um, you end up just cleaning a little bit just before before she comes. So this morning I realised that I had to um, take out some cat litter, and I was carrying it in, in an old cat litter box. I didn't want the cleaner to have to do it, and I forgot to because we've got a new one today. So I didn't <laughs> forgot to wash it before I went out, and uh, I carried the cat litter tray with the bin bag in and took it to the, the place where we dumped the rubbish. All fine. Got to work. I was in a meeting for five minutes. Uh, all absolutely fine. Popped back into the meeting. Popped out of the meeting. Popped back into the meeting. And I'd rubbed my eye in the meantime. And um, I think I may have rubbed something connected to cat uh, droppings into my eye. And it's really quite... I've, I've not been able to open it for most of the day. I've got drop shite. I don't know if it's the shite, or I don't know if it's a bit of the uh, the litter, you know, the sand thing itself. I could just, I don't know what it is. It's not nice, but I washed it out, and I've, I've got drops in it right now. But the result is that the eye is closed, and it's been closed so long, it actually looks like I've got a, 
a shitey shiner. Yeah, and also, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask meow. Meow, you do it. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding, Ray. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, on this uh, this special Santa Clausy and Cat Shitty episode and 50th episode at that, we're going over to Licky End where Norma tries it on with the postman. And we've got Honzi giving Christmas horoscopes, true or false. And, of course, Morgan Friedman reading a wintry poem. And right now, he's mentioning cold weather for Eleanor de Vere Matin. Winter is coming. The days are short and there's a crispness in the air. Nobody likes feeling the cold. But when the first snows start to fall, the earth is transformed into a magical wonderland. And when Eleanor de Vere Madey from Luton, London, England requested a poem about a snowy morning. I was only too happy to oblige and pictured myself staring out of a window as the blanket of white descends on the soil, the crisp purity of it all, and the virginal hue that breaks up the winter treasury. So here is These Crystalline Joys by Morgan Friedman. Through frosted panes, the snowflakes gently dance each one unique as they scatter like ants. The delicate descent of these crystalline joys. Crisp memories so sweet like when I was a boy. The air is filled with serenity so hushed. The heavens so low, I feel they could be touched. Lofty trees loom like towers of ice and snow, imposing like the wall on that Game of Thrones. A landscape dressed in hues of silver and white, Wildlings and white walkers, the night's watch fight. Jon Snow and Egret climbed that vast wall. There were many times I was sure they would fall, as the wall weeps in the sun, creaks and bends. Such a great show, but I hate how it ends, because George R.R. Martin did not finish the books, embarrassing how long that lazy bastard took. I met him at a party sometime last year. I won't lie. We'd both been on the weed and beer. And I told him he'd let millions of us down. He took it badly and gave me a mean frown. I wondered, should I give him a hearty smack? But I knew if I did, I couldn't take it back. So I did the right thing and walked off in silence. Spitting in his drink is better than violence. <laughs> Our Morgan is not a violent man. Better to walk away in silence. But Jimmy, a spit in his drink doesn't go astray, pal. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sure he did it with dignity. <laughs> Jimmy, he deserved it. The lazy bastard. <laughs> let millions of people down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, you know, Morgan influences me in in so many ways. It's almost subconscious or subliminal. It's really quite odd. But I'm I'm watching uh, Game of Thrones again at the moment. Maybe Morgan inspired that. Um, but we're on to two seasons from the end right now. 
and it is it's just got to, i don't know if you ever watched it ray but it's at that point where it started to really deviate from the books well because they didn't as morgan told us he didn't bother finishing them so the idiots <laughs> at hbo had to make up how they thought it was going to end and it, it, you know it used to it used to take them three weeks to cross the continent and then suddenly now they can do it in five minutes i don't know quite how they do that nobody had thought of that but i'm still enjoying it but i'm prepared soon to start finding episodes that really 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 great with me but anyway i think i think morgan morgan had the right idea there to be honest i think all of us would have done that if we'd have had the opportunity <laughs> exactly i love it and i think it's getting funnier and funnier every week yes i mean i'm enjoying it he's, he's got a nice one next week for michael maloney it's a clean one and uh he's, he's got another one i think he's already sent in his one for, for christmas uh, next week's show is 100 percent elaine how did we manage that <laughs> it is it is clean it is clean I, I, I might have made a slightly comment about a, a TV MILF, but there are no swear words in it at all, which is, which is amazing. And no, it, none of the innuendo nonsense. So, should we go over and do a true or false, Ray? Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ, I thought we were going for a Hansi, but we're not. <laughs> no. Okay. Celebrity. As it's the uh, festive month, Jimmy, uh, yeah, I think this would be quite appropriate to start off as. In the song, Driving Home for Christmas, it's singing about driving to Middlesbrough uh, in a mini. For a True or false? Uh, in a mini? I'm not sure it's specified, is it? Uh, I know you can't wait to see the smiles on the faces. Um... Chris Freer, a lot of his album covers and record covers had uh, quite fancy sports cars on them, I seem to recall in the days of yeah, correct. final. And right, my friend. So I can't see it being a mini. Uh, you're off to a brilliant start. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Middlesbrough, actually, by the way. And we, you, were, we, you were talking a couple of weeks ago about Middlesbrough. Get back. He was, yeah. And that's why I said he was going to Middlesbrough for a taunt. <laughs> Driving home to Teesside for the festive season. His wife had travelled, Jimmy, to the capital to drive him home in her Austin Mini. Right. Save money. Mm-hmm. It was cheaper to drive than travel by train. According to the story, Chris's record company was not willing to fork out for the rail ticket. Oh. Now, <laughs> the later got stuck in traffic and it began to snow and Chris started looking at all the drivers around him and jokingly started to sing we're driving home Christmas where's that where it came from yeah I got a pin out and he started to write down the lyrics the song wasn't released until 1988 Jimmy 10 years later 
when it originally appeared on one of his album releases and then released as a single. Aha, so that was, so he wouldn't have been anywhere near as big a name then, would he? So no wonder the record company weren't going to pay for him. Mm-hmm. And, it, and he was driving a Mini, because I think he probably doesn't drive a Mini now, does he? Ah, yeah, but nice piece of information for Shakers and for yourself, yeah? Mm-hmm. A festive yeah, earworm, Jimmy. To... No, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't need, because... I don't need more parasites in internal organs, thank you. <laughs> Uh, uh. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Not at Christmas. <laughs> Go away from her album. Here we go. Listen to me. Uh, late folks frontman Shane McGowan spent his last months binge watching box sets of Only Fools and Horses as he was a huge fan of Roger Lloyd Pack, Trigger, Peckham's award winning road. Sweet thing. That sounds really, really up. Uh, he was a big fan of Trigger. Why? Yeah. Why? I mean, he was a good actor and all that, but I mean, why? Why not the other two? Yeah. Well, uh, there were Trigger was what about the third or fourth or fifth main character, wasn't he? I suppose fifth most important character. Uh, well, I should have been right about that first one, even if I wasn't. Um, you that just uh, yeah I know that but you you just splitting hairs really. Um, do you think I do that a lot? Yeah, yeah, I think you do. I think that's why you're going bald at the back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I'm laughing uh, at the inside. <laughs> um, I think that sounds so odd or random that it's probably. I could It falls in. Box sets of Channel 4 classic Father Dead. I thought that would have yep. fit more with his way. Uh, go on. That's what the wipe revealed. Uh, the hell raising frontman of the Pogues had suffered a long period of ill health, Jimmy, including spells of intensive care, and had been using a wheelchair after a series of falls, including one in 2015, which broke his pelvis. McGowan, born uh, in Kent to Irish parents, was discharged from hospital, Jimmy, in Dublin about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. After a lengthy treatment for viral catalepsy, a rare condition that causes the brain to swell. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. You legend. Yeah, it, it was very sad that wasn't it. You know when he, when he was discharged from hospital, I assumed he was better. But I wonder if he just had requested to go home to die, because it was only about three days later, wasn't it? A lot of people don't know this, but Oscar Wilde, Patrick Kavanagh, and Shane McGowan died on the same day, thirtieth of November. Of course, different years. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Kavanagh, Oscar Wilde, and now the Irish rover, the last of the great Irish rovers, Shane McGowan. Mm-hmm. I bet Shane, uh, I bet Shane was roaring buckled when uh, Father Noel Furlong sang Dirty Old Town. <laughs> well, I'm putting you on my list of enemies. There, you're in for it now. Ha! Only joking! I wonder, Jimmy. 
Did the Pogues ever do a cover version of my lovely art? <laughs> I don't know, but we have, right, once or twice. <laughs> you know, it is the festive season, and maybe you should sing that a little bit later from my, uh, Mr. Johnson, because he yeah. loves when you sing. He does, yeah. <laughs> loves it when I sing, he loves it when I do sketches. Yeah, he loves everything. <laughs> a great friend of the show. Jimmy, in theory, theoretically speaking, what a seriously great way to go watching the box sets. Shane's last words... After watching all three seasons where I had my fun, and that's all that matters. <laughs> As a great Irish philosopher once quoted Jimmy, Shane McGowan, the only man who could have drank Father Jack under the table. <laughs> On a final note, Shakers, for the love of God, sweet Mary, mother of God, don't let Dougal do the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, raise your glass. Yeah. Shane McGowan, a legend. Cheers, Shane. Right, Rest please. in peace. Rest in peace. Okay, Jimmy. Yeah. Waffle. What is the Christmas season? I I still have a Christmas present for you coming up. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, that that was that's very nice of you because that was my gift to you. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, anyway, uh, Hansi has his Christmas horoscopes coming up. Um, he sa- he's told us that this is a good one, apparently, because, uh, to quote his words, um, this time it's not only for women, but uh, everyone's included as there's a bit of a hidden Christmas story in there. God knows what he's done. Uh, can't work. Can't really work out if it's going to be sexist or inclusive, or possibly not in Hansi, maybe even both. Let's go over and see what he's got for us this time. Hoodie, 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 goobie, hoodie, hoodie, jame. Hoodie, hoodie, horoscope. Isn't that right? Hello, ladies. This month is Christmas, and that means that if you're born on Christmas Day, you must be either from the vegetarian star sun or Capri sun. December is also one of the 12 most popular months to have a baby. So if you're a newlywed, and are choosing to have a baby for Christmas instead of perfume or sexy underwear, here are some things that may help you as your child will definitely be one of those two zodiac signs. You might be worrying about getting a hospital bed due to the NHS crisis, but the message in the stars is don't give up, as someone may surprise you and give you a stable option. Mercury Retrograde brings an opportunity to get clear on what you want from 13th of December onwards. The winter solstice on the 22nd of December heralds the start of the capsicum season with a focus on the wealth zone and make sure that you don't turn down the kindness of strangers especially wise men who may be coming to offer you gifts you've always been destined for bigger things and i'm not just talking about the size of your pregnant belly so why not give me a call for a racing tip and this means that in the very high chance that you win your baby will be made for life and if you don't call my hotline on 0800 111 Make sure he goes to university and doesn't become a carpenter or a fisherman, as Hansi sees hidden dangers in the spring when he's a young man. Being pregnant is a good opportunity for shoplifters, as very few store detectives want to grow by expectant mothers. However, my crystal balls warn against doing this at Harrods, as there will be a very heavy price to pay. Do it at Tesco instead. Christmas is a time for visitors, and you may encounter three strangers offering you gifts. If you're lucky enough and these people are wise enough to offer you a choice, 
you should be hard-nosed and ask for cash for your child's future. Ladies, you want the essential oils that help ladies to do that aromatherapy nonsense, to relax and maybe some resin for your husband to smoke so that he at least gets some sleep or just needs to chill. Famous Christmas Day births include the late great Shane McGowan, gay singer Ricky Martin, funny coloured football pundit Chris Kamara and Jesus. <laughs> Jimmy, you have to be up very early in the morning to catch our Hans <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He still tried to sell something as well, didn't he? Yeah, I thought the puns were absolutely brilliant. You, you may be worried about getting a hospital bed. Don't give up. Someone may surprise you and give you a stable. Yeah, yeah, uh, Jimmy. Oh, exactly. I think when he was talking about Harrods as well with his accent. He, Sounded like he was talking about Herod, didn't it? So, yeah, it's another one, another one for you, Mark Johnson, as well. Hope you enjoyed that, and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I think it's uh, so we go go from uh, from Hansi and his words of uh, celestial wisdom. Let's go over to Licky End and see how Norma and Betty are dealing with uh, the Christmas preparations. I have heard this, that it's absolutely brilliant shakers. You know, Betty, he still hasn't thanked me for those socks I sent him last Christmas. Well, he, he's he got a lot going on, Norma. I'm sure he will. I'll be that to I? I've only sent half as many this year, I can tell you. Season's greetings, ladies. Got a handful of Christmas cards for you both. Oh, how lovely. We'll take them. Thank you, James. Christmas cards. Who even sends those anymore? Enjoy the cards. Better than bills, eh? It's a season for spreading cheer. Would you like a cup of tea to warm you up? It must be freezing being a postman this time of year. Oh, that'd be grand. Thank you. I've got time for two of little days. Probably just a bunch of generic Christmas letters. You know, this year Johnny lost a tooth and Margaret ride a crocodile or some other impersonal bland shit. Sure wasn't that the 1980s. We Facebook for all that stuff now. I wouldn't know. I don't use it. It should be banned. It's disgusting. Here you go, dear. Enjoy your tea. Thank you, Betty. Now, how's life treating you both? Norma's upset. She sent 5,000 pairs of trends off to the front last year and hasn't heard a response from Mr Pugh. To the Ukrainians. I sent them to the Ukrainian side, of course. Norma, what are you talking about? You were just saying what an ungrateful so-and-so Mr. Putin was. They call it Betty, the postman's here. Oh, don't mind me. Happy holidays, what is this nonsense? Has Carol gone mad? That can go right in the bin. Not very Christmassy, is it? Norma, it, it's just a card. Carol probably meant well. Well, she can keep her well-wishing and stick it up a vegetarian turkey's arse. Christmas is about Christmas, not some politically correct great unwashed multicultural hippie conference. See what you see, Norma. See what you see. That was Roy Walker's catchphrase off the telly, wasn't it? I, I, I did used to like him. It was, eh? Roy always spread the joy. My daddy used to know him back in the day. And will you be going back to Belfast over Christmas and the new year? Ah, I usually spend it here in the village, Betty. Lots of holiday cheer around. Belfast. You never tell me you're Irish. Well, you didn't ask. Are you, uh, a Christian man, or are you, uh, 
Are you a Catholic? Well, I'm not going to say I'm Jewish in here, but that usually throws people off the scent, you know? Because they hate all that stuff, so I do. Best left unmentioned, like... Of course, it's Christmas after all. I mean, even Catholics celebrate Christmas, don't they? Talking at Belfast, I met uh, Sammy Wilson a few years back at a function. Tremendous fun he was. Very intelligent man. Nigel Farage introduced us to each other before he went soft. Oh, really? Lovely man, Sammy. Very uh, energetic for his age, if you know what I mean. Oh, Norm, you didn't. You didn't. Of course not. Well, what if I did? Can you get that, please, Betty Love? I need to ask James something. Fire away, Nora. James, it's Betty's afternoon off and the shop's very quiet, so I was wondering if you'd like to, uh, you know. I can't say I do. I've just plucked my turkey. Would you like to help me baste it? I'm not much of a man in the kitchen, to be fair. That doesn't matter. What I really mean is the bird needs a good stuffing. I'm not sure I understand what you're getting at, Norma. For God's sake, James. Do you want a shag or not? My God. Well, why not? It's been a while since I pulled a cracker, what? Happy Christmas to me. <laughs> you, can, you can keep your well wishes and stick it up. <laughs> stick it up our vegetarian turkey ass. <laughs> oh, Nor- Norma was something else, isn't she? But I mean, she got even Norma possibly deserves a bit of uh, postal cheer at Christmas, doesn't she? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> James thought. Is <laughs> it is a bit wet behind the ears, Jimmy. Not the sharpest tool in the box. No, no. The no. bird needs a really good stuffing pal. I think the bit that Brilliant. Freaked, the bit that freaked me out most was uh, that she just just plucked the turkey and it needed basting. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Does it? I, I mean, real turkey basting, etc. That God, that's just something I cannot stand doing at Christmas. You know, I hate, hate, hate touching a turkey. I don't know what it is. You know, when you have to wash the turkey and things like that, it's just the the, exactly. the feel of it. Oh God! Yeah. Anyway, enough enough of all that nonsense. Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Post of the week uh, is both a rant and humorous, and it comes in from Tom McAndrew, Jimmy, my brother. Hello, Tom. Who resides in Leyland, Lancashire. Yeah, north just, just by Preston, isn't it? It's better known as the uh, Red Rose County, so Tommy said. Well, La- Lancashire is, yeah. Yeah. Avid Shane McDonald fan, hardcore Jimmy, plus a friend of our weekly show. Mm-hmm. This is the story he goes on to tell he overheard. I used to live around Finsbury Park and later in Soho and saw Shane often in the boozers and the streets as he cut a very distinctive uh, figure, certainly distinct Jimmy as being proper staggering by lunchtime. Mm-hmm. If he played a role... And he did. He played it with the conviction and skill of a method actor. Little old lady gets the box of lighters, looks up and says, What, what, what color, what color lighter would you like? What color lighter? And he squints, Jimmy, coughs, and in an accent he doesn't really have, which 
He's from Kent. Hogs in his best singer of the Pope's voice. Always feckin' green, never orange. <laughs> he snatches the green one, staggers out. The little old lady, she shrugs. It was about 10.30 in the morning, Jimmy, that, when it happened. Rove on, troubadour, rove on. Daytime drinkers, Jimmy, are the best. Pivotal, they are. Something glorious about daytime drinking, isn't there? Isn't there just... Mm. Not done that for a long time, actually. That was a true story, Jimmy. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A true story about Shane. Yeah, thanks, Tommy, for that. I hadn't heard that one. And I think a lot of shakers hadn't heard it either. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it doesn't always need to be a joke, does it? It doesn't always yeah. need to be. If it's, on, if it's on black milkshake, it can be about anything. It's that time again, shakers. Yeah, next week we've got a special episode with singing sensation and 17-year-old TV veteran Michael Maloney, as we told you about. Thanks, shakers. Can we ask you please to follow us on Spotify or Apple? Yeah, all five-star ratings and reviews welcome there, please. And if you enjoy the Donald Trump and Morgan Friedman comedy sketches, please subscribe to the new YouTube channel Talking Istanbuluks. Uh, There'll be more uploaded on there soon. Actually, last week's King Charles uh, sketch is up there already. Million thanks to everyone, uh, Shakers, for the last 50 shows. Why not celebrate with us and post this link for release on your social media? Yeah, thanks to all of you who've stuck with us all the way. It really, really, really means a lot. Yeah, and special thanks for this show to uh, Honzi Curley, Jamie T. Murphy, Joan O'Rourke, James Joyce, Irish Pop, Girl Radio UK, Eamon McAndrew. See you all next week, Shakers. Good skills. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023